Welcome to Both And with Bessie Graham, your weekly inspiration to help you use your time, talent, and treasure to make a bigger difference in the lives of others. I'm your host, Bessie Graham, award-winning entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience from the grassroots to the hallowed halls. Thanks for joining me. Let's jump in. Over the next few episodes, we are going to dive in a little deeper to what a both-and mindset requires of you in practice. I have learnt over the years that unless you can give practical next steps and real-world examples of what an intellectual or theoretical idea looks like, it is difficult for most people to make the leap and bring into their everyday lives and practice the skills, routines and rituals that will unlock the desired outcomes they are seeking. With that in mind, I want to lay out three of the aspects that I believe a both-and mindset requires you to cultivate. The first is a foundational understanding and acceptance of yourself, cultivated through the practice of looking back. The second is an ability to read the room or situation through cultivating the practice of looking around. And the third is the discipline to anticipate and run scenarios through the practice of looking ahead. As an established leader who is working to contribute and build a legacy, you are operating in a complex, multifaceted environment with competing demands and expectations being placed on you every day. Your desires are layered and nuanced. The situation or environment you're operating in is layered and nuanced. The impacts of your decisions on others are layered and nuanced. The result of all those factors is that your responses need to be, yes, you guessed it, layered and nuanced. Your desire to create a legacy bigger than yourself requires you to be reflective and self-aware. It means you need to take others into account. It demands that you think through potential consequences, both intended and unintended, and take your role and responsibility seriously. It calls you to have a both-and mindset, where you show up as a leader who is thoughtful and multidimensional. If you want to be an impactful leader with a meaningful legacy, there is no room for you or your responses to be one-dimensional. Let's unpack again what a both-and mindset asks of you 
in practice. You need to have a foundational understanding that is already in place with self-awareness based on an ongoing practice of reflection. I refer to this as looking back. You need an ability to read the room or situation in the moment. You can think of this as an ability to triage or assess the situation. I refer to this as looking around. And finally, you need the discipline to run scenarios of what might happen and the flow-on effects. This is your ability to anticipate by projecting forward. I refer to this as looking ahead. In today's episode, we're going to focus in on the first of these, looking back. And in the next two episodes, we will unpack looking around and looking ahead. I always start my work with leaders in this place because I truly believe that you can't lead others before leading yourself. I work with people seeking to put their time, talent and treasure to work in the world in ways that change the game in positive ways on a massive scale. I am fortunate enough to be working one-on-one with leaders from 10 different countries right now as they go on that journey. And today I'm going to share a few of the practices, routines and rituals I work on with them so that you too can begin to step more fully into knowing and understanding yourself as that first step in living a both-and life and bringing your unique brilliance to the world. So what does looking back look like when it comes to the practices of a both-and life? This really is the foundational step, because without knowing, accepting, and owning who you are, Finding flow and fulfillment is elusive. Looking back is based on an ongoing practice of reflection. The ancients understood very well that a key to being able to create into the future was a very clear understanding of the past. Ancient orators would work very hard at building up what they called memory palaces. These banks of information and images, little devices, metaphors and stories could be mined to bring together powerful stories or shape powerful arguments in the moment. Today, you can begin to build your own memory palace to draw on. What we are going to do is to explore your past for the clues and cues for what is going to make you successful, powerful, and impactful in the future. My heartfelt intent for you is to unleash within you and for you the deepest and most impactful expression of who you uniquely are. 
I don't want to make you something you're not or a clone of someone else. What I want for you is already present somewhere inside you. But to this point in your life, despite all of your outward achievement, success, and ticking the boxes of what others would see as meaningful, you know that there is more for you and in you that is yet to be tapped into. Together, we are going to unearth and tap into both who you truly are and who you are becoming. I have dedicated my life to working to make the world a better place and have seen what works and doesn't work. I understand the limitations of good intentions and the power of unintended consequences that will bite you in the backside if you're not prepared. So let me be your guide as you work to integrate your worlds and bring back together parts of you that everyone else told you were an either-or choice. I don't agree with them. An either-or worldview that treats your choices as zero-sum or binary is a worldview for the intellectually lazy and unevolved. I don't think you'd be engaging with me if you were intellectually lazy or unevolved. So let's run with the fact that you want to be more intentional and designerly in how you approach your life moving forward. You want more, and you know that there is more inside you for you to bring to the world, and that there is more out there in the world for you. But if you see contribution as a way for you to simply ease your guilt, or have stories to tell at dinner parties, but you don't want to grapple with broader issues and take responsibility for your decisions and actions and really work to create a life and legacy that truly makes a difference in both your life and others, then I'm not your girl. But I don't think that's you. There is a reason that an uneasiness and a questioning has been stirring in you And it's time that you listen to that voice. Whether it's still a whisper or it's now shouting at you, that where you are is not where you will end up. That this is not all there is to life and that you were made for more. So trust yourself and trust me that I have your back and there's no rush. But you do need to start. Let's start together now. I want you to be a positive, world-changing force. For you to do that, you need to be able to sustain what you bring to the world, not just over months, not just over years but perhaps over decades. With that in mind, you need your work, your effort and your focus to be very, very well aligned to your deepest sense of yourself, your core values, your core ideals and your core desires for what you want to see, 
and be part of in the world. We're going to frame our looking back exploration today around two simple ideas, that of flow and anti-flow. Starting with flow, I want you to just think back and describe moments or times when you felt deeply in flow. As things come to mind, I want you to contemplate them, to hold those moments when you have felt completely at peace. Where you felt time had ceased to exist. Think of moments where you have felt that the thing you were doing, you could do forever. Where you felt contentment. Where you felt fulfillment, satisfaction. The moments or times you're capturing don't have to relate to work. For now, just search far and wide. It could be something that you do as a hobby. It could be an experience you had on a particular holiday or simply walking on the beach. You're locating those moments where you were completely present, when you felt completely yourself. These are the moments where your true self and the thing that you were doing were so very well aligned that energy just flowed through you and out of you and you could have kept going for days or weeks. That is what we're trying to locate. And if we can understand, if you can understand what those kind of experiences look like for you, And if we can get a sense of at least a few of them, we're starting to get some very important cues and clues about what that looks like in your future and what kind of directions you need to go to be in flow. In order to be able to sustain this energy, this effort, this momentum over the timeframes and across the sizes of systems that you want to be able to change. Research has identified common characteristics of people who exist in flow most of the time. These include a general openness, curiosity and interest, tenacity, perseverance, tendency towards inner motivation, and lower self-centeredness. That's an interesting list because it overlaps with many of the same characteristics I've seen in the most innovative and impactful leaders. If those characteristics are known to be the things that will help you be in flow more of the time, and they are also the same things that will help you be more innovative and impactful, then as a leader who wants to contribute and make a real difference in the world, without losing yourself or burning out in the process, Focusing on them feels like a very wise move. Let me read you that list of characteristics again. 
and just sit with them for a moment. Research has identified common characteristics of people who exist in flow most of the time. These include a general openness, curiosity and interest, tenacity, perseverance, tendency towards inner motivation, and lower self-centeredness. Studies also show that people who operate from flow are courageous, quick-witted, more self-confident, and have high control over attention and their consciousness. Again, if you mapped that list back to the common attributes in successful entrepreneurs and leaders, I would argue that you would see a very strong correlation. Using an exploration to identify your moments of flow by looking back is not only helpful because it is a foundational element of a both-and mindset, and it informs how we intentionally design a legacy that is uniquely yours, cultivating that practice will give you results which any entrepreneur or leader would want. I'm going to read you the descriptors proven in studies to be how those who operate from flow are described, and I want you to think about how your life and results would be different if you were operating from this place. So here's that list again. People who operate from flow are more courageous, quick-witted, more self-confident, and have high control over attention and their consciousness. Spending some time journaling over the next few days about how you are going to cultivate the characteristics that enable flow, and then starting to think about what would be different in your life and the outcomes you achieve if you were getting the proven results of flow, is an exercise well worth doing. Now let's move on to anti-flow. The counter to our exploration of flow is to identify those moments of anti-flow. Anti-flow is most often identified through experiences of boredom, apathy and anxiety. We may have those more available to us as memories and it may seem strange to focus on such a negative aspect of experiences we would surely want to avoid. But they are important as part of this stage of looking back because they can inform and guide our decisions by providing very clear insight into what we need to avoid. As you bring to mind times or moments of anti-flow, we're searching for particular times when you have felt frustrated or stuck where you have felt the life force just draining out of you, where you felt the clock ticking second by second. Think of a moment or moments where you felt that you were deeply out of place, where you didn't belong. 
Where have you felt alienated? Bring to mind those times where you felt that you are wasting your time and your life. Again, it's worth drawing these out, identifying them and pulling them apart. Because what we are trying to avoid is you accidentally finding yourself in situations where you're in anti-flow. Dissonance between our abilities and the requirements of the task at hand are key drivers of anti-flow. Research shows that if our level of ability is much lower than the task at hand requires, we experience anxiety, worry, and frustration. If we have a much higher level ability than the task at hand demands, then boredom kicks in. When both the abilities and the requirements are of lower level, we feel apathy. This dissonance and identifying where on that scale we are is important because boredom, apathy and anxiety are key features of anti-flow. Now that we know that, if we want to operate in a state of flow, we must know ourselves well enough to be able to anticipate situations, tasks, roles and responsibilities that push us into that place of dissonance and result in either anxiety, boredom or apathy. Wherever possible, we need to design these things out of our lives. Now, I know I said we would just focus on flow and anti-flow today, but I can't help myself. So I'm going to add one more piece in for you. My final suggestion for another way to explore looking back is to incorporate the notes you took when listening to the strengths-based episode, which was a few episodes back. If you haven't listened to that episode, you might enjoy listening to it to dig into the aspects a little more. If you've already listened to it and you did the exercises, then now is the time to pull out your notes and use them to go a little deeper in your reflections this week. In this foundational aspect of looking back, a good assessment tool can provide really helpful insight. I still have the printout of my Clifton Strengths Finder from 2008, with the sections of the descriptors I highlighted and the journal entries where I unpacked what each of those strengths meant for me in my work. Drawing out language from an assessment tool or feedback from clients or trusted friends and mentors can give you data to reflect on. The patterns and insights you draw from a strengths-based exploration can help you see preferences and patterns that can add to the way you think about and understand yourself. So pull out your notes now from the Strengths-Based Approach episode and reread what you wrote or what others said about you. When you now think about your strengths in relation to how you can use them to understand and accept yourself, 
and cultivate a both-and mindset, what is standing out for you? The way you answered the assessment questions or the feedback others gave you about what they see as the unique gifts and strengths you have and how you add value are all informed by your behaviour to date. They are looking back data points that are a good sense check as they are not aspirational or wishful thinking. They are grounded in what already is how you already show up. As you bring all of these features together, insights from this picture of your broader life allow us to work with you to design a legacy that can align harmoniously. The patterns, vision and constraints that emerge will create the backdrop for the work we do together. The best way for you to engage is to stay curious and feel no pressure that there is a right answer or response. While you have explored flow and anti-flow and reviewed your notes from the strengths-based episode today, the practice of reflection and self-awareness is just that, a practice. So you will need to revisit and sit with what emerges. After you finish listening to this episode, it may be useful for you to take 30 to 60 minutes to sit quietly and scan your past, just jotting down your experiences, memories and stories, and taking note of things that stand out for you. These things could be either positive, things that inspire, fulfill, create flow, bring joy, lead to growth or they could be more challenging, feeling thwarted, empty, unhappy or unfulfilled. To close out today, I want to bring your mind back to how you can reach flow. The research shows that for that to occur, you need clear goals and appropriate feedback. You need alignment between the task and your abilities. You are seeking immersion in the activity and that the experience of flow combines psychological energy with an optimal physical and spiritual state. Seeking challenge, experiencing trials as challenges and developing your problem-solving skills are all proven to enhance the very characteristics of a person who lives in flow. Your job, as you build the foundational practices of reflection and self-awareness to design a life that is uniquely yours, is to dig around long enough in this first phase of looking back to have the data points, insights and patterns from your own life to know what it looks like for you to be in flow. When you know that, You can feed that information into your decision-making in order to make the work that we will do in future sessions a more powerful set of criteria for designing a fulfilling life and a lasting legacy that is bigger than you. 
I hope that today's episode has been useful and brings with it the beginnings of some new insights and emerging patterns. In the next episode, we will build on the foundations you are establishing through looking back and begin to shift into looking around. Thank you for taking the time, creating the space, and prioritizing going deep to better understand yourself. I'm excited to see what comes from this, and I really encourage you to not see this as one-off exercise, but instead the beginning of a more intentional practice of self-reflection and awareness. Thank you so much for listening to Both And with Bessie Graham. You know you were born to do something significant, so don't leave it to chance. Join me each week to pick up quick tips and ideas that will support you on your journey to live and lead a meaningful life. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show so that you never miss an episode and leave us a review so that other people can find us and feel a little less lonely and a little more supported on their journey of leadership. If you haven't joined our Facebook group yet, you'll find the link in the episode notes. Please join us. Thank you so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show each week. See you next time. Cheers. Cheers.